Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104 with Cormac and Sergio here. Drop us a line, 087-679-7104. Our WhatsApp line is with Mike Murphy Insurance.ie, specialist in home insurance. Now, obviously, I think we're getting to the end of the festival season over here anyway. Yeah, just about anyway. And the ones that we have here are fun. Lots yep. of music, lots of weird things go on at Electro Picnic and stuff, but nothing quite like who we're going to talk to next. Yeah, there's no... I don't want to say they're all very samey and all very similar enough, but yeah. this particular festival you will be a huge fan of. If you were a fan of... Of kind of like the Mad Max movie series and that kind of dystopian ruined future kind of vibe to it because every year there is a festival that takes place in the Mojave Desert it's called the Wasteland Weekend Festival and one of the founders and the organisers is joining us now to talk more about it because it looks really really weird Jared Butler how are you sir? Good how are you? Again we'll, we, we, I know we clarify this already <laughs> off air but you are not Gerard Butler the actor you are Jared Butler the Wasteland Weekend Festival founder that's correct, although we do have similar abs. Oh, I like it. Okay, I'm not going to complain about that. Well, well I'm, I'm talking about his abs now, though, not, not the ones he had in 300. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're like, after six months of him not doing anything <laughs> the, and having a few beers, yeah. it's like, yeah, similar body shapes now, happy days. The dad bod. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. hotter now than the abs anyway. <laughs> um, these pictures, they look nuts and insane. I know there's like Burning Man out there where people go into the desert, but for someone who has never heard of the Wasteland Festival and the Weekend Festival, what exactly is it and why did you throw it on? Picture uh, living inside a Hollywood post-apocalyptic movie for about five days. Uh, everyone's in costume. There are modified cars driving all around and set pieces and campsites and that sort of thing. And you're right there in the middle of the desert. Uh, there's no civilization to be seen. You get a 360-degree view of desolation. It's beautiful. And we started it in 2010. This is our 10th year. Uh, we started it just to kind of have a, a really cool, like immersive Mad Max party with friends and we got about 300 people to show up and then we kept growing every year and it turned into a real full-fledged festival. The difference with what we do is unlike some of the other big festivals like Burning Man or something like that, we just have the one theme and and we do have rules as to what you can wear and what you can't. They're fairly loose. We know people will have their own kind of interpretation of the apocalypse, but we kind of give a general direction to point people into so that we all feel like we're living in the same movie. At the same time, we don't require people to be in character or anything like that. You can certainly come out and just party as, as long as you look the part. 
art. You know, we have Comic-Con and stuff where you turn up at these events dressed as your favourite character. So are you getting people dressed up as Mel Gibson or trying to look like him or recreate that look? Or? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, you certainly are welcome to dress up like a character from one of the Mad Max movies, but most people just do their own thing and, and create something original. And the difference we found is when you require everyone to dress up. I mean, even including members of the media that want to come out and cover the event, they have to blend in as well. Hmm. It just gives a different vibe to the whole thing because everyone's uh, a participant. No one's just a spectator. Okay, so I heard that like if you do turn up wearing kind of regular clothes, you're told you need to get muckier. You need to get down in the dirt and roll around and then you can join the club. Yeah, yeah, that can happen. Although, you know, depending on what you're wearing, a little bit of dirt may not be enough. We have our own body shop out there, we call it, where people can get their hair and makeup done and even get a little bit of uh, costume help. And we have guides on our website of, of what to wear to blend in. And it's not that difficult. You can, you know, if you're wearing some torn up earth tones, you should be just fine. As long as you don't show up in a pair of jeans and a white t-shirt, uh, you know, you're probably going to be okay. The barrier to entry is, is fairly low, but people take it really, really far. It's, it's, it's amazing what people have come up with over the years. So how far away from anything else are you? Like, how long of a drive does it take to get out to where you hold a festival? Well, that's the beauty of it. When you're in Los Angeles, what some people who've lived in LA for years don't even seem to realize is you're only about an hour and a half to two hours from some beautiful desert vistas. So we're about two hours north of Los Angeles, which gives us a great pool of people to draw from. And we get a lot of people who work in Hollywood who want to come out and work on the event as well. You know, we're near Las Vegas and we're not too far from you know, Phoenix, Arizona or San Francisco mm. and some of these other places. You can just drive for a few hours and you're there. Whereas in some other places in the world, like people have talked about, hey, will, will you guys come out and do one of these in Australia? And we'd love to, but the problem is if you're in one of the major cities, it could take you 12 hours or more to get out to a desert. Yeah. It'd be very difficult. Yeah. It's five days, is it? So what goes on yeah. every day? Like, is there different activities going on? Or Oh, yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's gotten to the point now where there's no way to go out there and catch everything that's happening. There, there's so much. And it, it's very much a collaborative kind of user content, user-generated experience as well, because we have our official main stage where the bands play and we have official entertainment that goes on. But these people that come out, we, uh, they, they get together with a bunch of their friends and form a camp they'll call a tribe. And these tribes will do their own uh, entertainment. That's really fun. So uh, got everything from DJs and bands and fire performers to costume contests and film festivals and remote control car races and uh, post-apocalyptic robot battles and fashion shows and burlesque shows. And um, there's a functioning library and a post office. And we put out a newspaper every day. It's just so many weird little uh, things that people create to have inter interactivity at their specific camp that you can kind of wander around and experience. So yeah, so it's a fully fledged proper f festival. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It is. It's. It's both a festival and an immersive experience. And you know, there are people who do more of the role playing LARP aspect as well. Although that's certainly not required. Uh, the vehicles are a big part of it. We have hundreds of cars that come from as far away that drive as far away as Canada and. They'll, they'll go drive three or 4,000 miles to be out at the event, so we'll have a couple hundred of those, and they do these big car cruises and uh, car shows, and all of that kind of stuff happens as well. So we, we get a broad demographic demographic of people that are interested in this, whether they come at it from a costuming angle or they're just you know part of the nightclub scene and want to come out and dance or they're gearheads that are really just there to work on a car, people that want to just build the cool campsites, uh, all, all of that kind of stuff. Can anyone go to the event or do you have to be over a certain age? Or Well, it is 18 and over and that's one thing we're pretty strict about. That way we can get a little bit more interesting out there, let's say. Everybody has to buy a ticket or unless you want to volunteer to work for 
the or be a performer and get a comp ticket that way. We open to anyone over eighteen, and we get we get a huge range of ages out there. We get people from eighteen up to people, you know, a few people come out that are in their seventies, and uh, it's great. And because it's close enough to civilization, I mean, it looks like you're out in the middle of nowhere, but you're only about twenty minutes from McDonald's and a hotel and all that. Uh, it's, I'd love to see some of those cars driving up not, in the drive-through. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, McDonald's. They, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, the locals are used to it now, but in the beginning, it was it caused quite a stir when we would come into town. Yeah, I can imagine they thought it was literally the world had fallen, and they didn't get the memo, and they're like, right, okay, so it's every man for himself now, is it? Yeah, well, the, the places we, you know, we're, we're out there in these kind of small desert towns, not as far away from what's already there as you'd think. It does look amazing. I mean, some of the, the, I said, the cars and the costumes, I know people have fashioned helmets out of old used bullets and stuff like that, mm. and just look really, really crazy, and yep. said it's all Mad Max inspired and, and based around that what are some of the for you over the last 10 years some of the craziest things that you've seen or witnessed at the festival it's really hard to answer that because every every year you go out there it's like sensory overload of, of things that you see a friend of mine made a big lifted truck out of an airplane fuselage we do a swimsuit contest out there uh, and i've seen amazing like couture dresses made from those six-pack rings that you get from you know like <laughs> the, the six-pack of beer um I, i've seen uh, fashion made from trash bags. You know, I've seen people put on incredible shows with just a small generator. It just never ends, uh, the, the amount of creativity that's on display. And, and the biggest thing I should say is, as crazy and angry as everyone looks out there, it's the nicest group of people you'll ever meet. That's the one thing we hear from everyone, is it's the friendliest festival they've ever been to, which is kind of ironic. How would you go bit, yeah. from like doing five days in a different world, essentially, to just going home again? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of culture shock, and that's what you'll see. A lot of people will post on social media when they get back that they're having a little bit of trouble adjusting to the real world uh, and and just you know being at the office and even trying to explain to their friends what they've done <laughs> over the past yeah. week can be strange. We get people who live kind of an alternative lifestyle, but we get a lot of people who work very white collar jobs as well, and this is their. This is their weekend to get out and escape and, and, and kind of feel like someone else in a different world for a few days. So in I know in Burning Man, it's very much, there's no cash. It's a whole barter kind of vibe out there. Have, do you set up shops yep. where you take payments and cash, or is it something similar? It's a bit of both. I mean, we, um, just like the way that we embrace the Hollywood version of the apocalypse as opposed to the real version, we're out there to have some fun. I mean, yeah. we make no bones about the fact that this is a party. Uh, we're also very much in the in the capitalist world. I mean, we will take your money. Uh, and we will take your cash or yeah. credit cards. Uh, there is also a barter culture out there for sure. And some of that springs out of just local laws. So, for example, if you want to sell something at our event, we are not a fly-under-the-radar kind of event out there. Everything has to be official and legal. And so you need a temporary business license, for example, to be able to sell things. And you need a health permit to be able to sell or give out food. So some of that is, is necessary. And because of that, it helps fuel some of the barter aspect where people, well, you don't need a business license if you're just going to be trading things with people, right? Yeah. So it lets everybody kind of get in on it. But we, So we have a combination of real vendors who sell things for money and people who are just there to trade goods, and, and both are, are quite popular. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to dress up and go over there, and I'm going to make crochet futuristic characters. What? So <laughs> yeah, that would probably that would probably be that would probably be popular. We have people. Uh, we have a guy from the UK who comes out and makes these really really messed up finger puppets that yeah. everybody loves. Comic Con here in Dublin, I decided. Well, I want to make some money from you know a lot of guys that are into you know Star Wars, and yeah. they they probably work in tech. Yeah. They yeah. probably have loads of money, and yeah. they don't spend their money. Yeah. So I learned how to crochet yeah. Star Wars characters, and I went to one of the conventions, and I sold I think a 
100. No, you didn't, did I you? I did, yeah. Wow. So I'm going to do that. You're going to crochet some Mad that's Max characters. That's what I'm going to do, yeah. A new business Absolutely. venture for me. Right, so that's, uh, yeah, Saoirse will be over. <laughs> when, when does the festival take place, by the way? We're always the last weekend in September. And we get some Irish folks out, not many, but we get a few. We get a bunch of people from, from all over the UK and France and Germany. We get people over from Japan and Australia. So we get quite an international contingent. And we have a, a new event coming up next spring in April. It hasn't been officially announced yet. But on the same piece of property in the desert, we are going to do a more of a uh, cyberpunk sci-fi uh, desert festival. So just a different theme, but the same style. So that's Very an exclusive cool. we can now reveal here on Room 104. Yeah. Yeah. And if you at the ex- and I can tell you the date. It's going to be April 29th. Amazing. Amazing. April 29th. Happy days. So yeah. listen, Sarah, she's going to be over there next year selling her Mad Max crochet figures. Yeah. And how many people did you get, by the way? Just out of curiosity. Uh, so this year was 4,300. So it's still, it's, yeah, it's still a relatively small festival. The right size where it feels like a living, breathing city. Yeah. Uh, but it's small enough that you can meet a lot of people and see some of the same faces. So it, it, people seem to like the size that it's at now. We, we might get it to around 5,000, but I don't know if we want to get too much bigger than that because we don't want it to feel uh, too anonymous. You know, oh, we want people to get yeah. to know each other. That's going to be a tough one, though, because you'll be looking at yeah. the money on your spreadsheet going, well, if we have 10,000... Uh, Just <laughs> charge the 4,000 oh, yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, it, it would be tempting. Yeah, I can imagine it would be, but I know what you mean about you know small festivals. Even there's one or two in here that were brilliant when they were kind of small, and then they get too big, and you're like, yeah. oh, it's lost its soul, it's lost yeah. its magic, it's lost the feel of what made it special in the first place. But anyway, um, listen, Jared Butler, the Wasteland Weekend Festival organiser, not the actor, actor. from 300 and, 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 and that guy. And P.S. I Love You, which... was a, Just let's not even mention that. Film, that that yeah. should be sent into the post-apocalyptic movie world. We should just <laughs> nuke that movie, and that'll be ha- happy days, that'll be done. But listen, thanks a million for popping on and speaking with us today. Thanks for the heads up in the exclusive. Is there a website or social media channels where people can see the pictures from the latest festival? Yeah, check out WastelandWeekend.com Check out Wasteland Weekend on Instagram and at WastelandHQ on Twitter. Yeah, lovely. Those photos are unreal. We'll definitely tag and share them across our channels. Anyway, Jared from the Wasteland Weekend Festival, thanks a million for chatting to us this evening. Alright, cheers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.